Welcome back to 5 Movie Madness. I'm Joe, and I can't do the Lotus with a shattered ankle. I'm just a man, for God's sake. Nice. <laughs> Joining me to talk to you about Olympic movies, we've got Corey. If we play them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight, boys. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. I didn't think you were going to do the whole thing, but it was, it was yeah, good yeah. a little long. Yeah, I yeah. was like, when is he going to wrap it up? Yeah. And also, with the second half of that speech, Matt. <laughs> Matt Jansen, Long Island, New York. Who do you play for? A podcast, the United States of America. Yes. <laughs> Don't say I podcast for the United States of America. I mean, America, you do, so. but also the world. I do. That's true. We got that one guy in South Africa. Fingers crossed that he carried over from the last show. <laughs> Olympics, yeah, there aren't uh, there aren't enough Olympic mo- as many Olympic movies as I thought there were. Not no. a ton. I feel like there's plenty. I can think of like four right now. It turns out there's like ten. Yeah, you just happened <laughs> to get the the big four right out the gate. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? Uh, how you guys doing? All right, hanging in, enjoying my the start of the summer vacation. Really in full swing for me now. That sounds beautiful. I'm jealous. It's all right. I'm just picking up shifts at work. Like the rain, the rain. My grass is dying. I don't have in-ground sprinklers, so I have a big yard. So the rain's always good. Getting plenty it of it. Me some yeah. time. That's right. That's right. How you doing, Joe? Doing all right. I've been working a lot. I'm tired. My weekend's here. It's time to podcast and read an email from Bennett. You like that segue? Love it. Beautiful. <laughs> Bennett sent us another so- uh, addition to the saga of what Bennett's been watching. Sweet. It's from 6.30, which means June 30th. This is July. This episode's airing some... It's, actually, no, this is going to air near the Olympics because I'm doing it on purpose. Yeah, Bennett writes, sorry for the late post, guys. I recently broke my collarbone screwing up my right arm. Bike accident, in parentheses. Yeah, that sucks. Sorry, Bennett. Sorry, man. Hope you're doing better by the time you hear this. Uh, I said, but my first movie back in theaters is F9. I love the fun, dumb ridiculousness of the Fast and Furious movies. And then he sends a picture of popcorn. (laughs) Oddly, I've seen them all, but only think five to seven are actually good movies. How about you? Wait, does he mean Fast Five through Fast Seven are good movies, or yeah. Five? I'm pretty sure like Five, Six, and Seven are good movies, according to. It's a weird choice by him. Know. Weird choice, but. I would argue none of them are good movies. They're just Fast... really fun. I don't... Fast Five's the best one, I think. Right, that's the one I had the most. I mean, I'd argue in. that the first one was pretty good, but. I, I like the first the one. The first one's the too. closest to like a real movie yes. that they tried making. No, it most assuredly is. <laughs> Hot take? I like three. Three's entertaining. I love three. I love Tokyo Drift. You, Technically six. You, just, you take a break from the original cast? So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Big fan. Probably not the answer Bennett was going no. for. But I haven't seen all of them. I've only seen up to five. Um, that's like I bought, the, I bought the Blu-ray set for the first eight. I have mm-hmm. not watched six, seven, and eight yet. Because I'm lazy. I'm sorry, Ben. I let you down. They can make, th- 
They can make 50 of these. They, they will. They probably right? will. People are always going to love cars. Yeah. People are always going to love cars, and action movies are cool and fun. Yeah. So it might be the longest-running franchise yeah. ever. Unless point. action falls out of favor somehow in the future, in a weird robot future. I don't know. I can't but imagine it will. Yeah. Do you think this will overtake, like, action James Bond in number of movies one day? Yeah, probably. Oh, James Bond's over 30 movies yeah. now, right? But they don't come out with one every year. Fast and the Furious could. And, well, and might. I mean... Yeah, but it's not like... But they will do, like, a series of two or three years where they'll pump one out each year. And then they'll take, like, a mm. year or two off, and then they'll do, like, another, another like, short little stint. And you got the extended universe now with, like, Hobbs and Shaw, so if they keep spinning it off, you got a good yeah. chance. If you, if you decide... Actually, to MCU those. would probably have the best shot, considering that releases two or three movies a year. That's a good point. I mean, that's probably going to be the, just the yeah. The that's going to be close to Bond territory soon. Yeah, the Infinity Saga was half Bond, right? Twenty something movies. Well, how many? We said there was like thirty now. Thirty Bond movies. Over, oh, over 30, thirty James okay. Bond movies. Yeah. So at least half. I would I would argue there's no more than forty six Bond movies. <laughs> Let's see how many Bond movies are there. Asking the important questions. Sorry we got sidetracked, Bennett. This happens. Welcome to our show. It's weird because... Because there's some, like, unsanctioned Bond movies. Like, Sean Connery came back and made one. But are there less than 46? Okay, then, perfect. Great audio, 12, 13, 14... (laughs) The dogs in the background that really set it up, Art. Yeah, really, really set the tone. 26. Oh. Wow, so the MCU is okay. already... The MCU is going to pass it... This year, Yeah, probably. this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. But Bond is one character, a bunch of different stories. So, like, the MCU has got a little bit of an advantage here. A more expanded yeah. universe. True, That's true, true. So, thanks, Bennett. Sorry about the... Uh... About the arm. Yeah, it stinks, man. But if you want to send us an email and spark a weird conversation where we end up talking about James Bond and the MCU when you never asked us to, <laughs> you can send an email to us, 5moviemadness at gmail.com, using the number 5. I guess we'll get into the show proper. Great stuff. Let's do it. The Olympic movies. However, we each made a top 5 Olympic movies, and we're going to go around from 5 to 1, letting you know in order how we place them on our list. If we have a mo- if someone has a movie higher on their list than the person who just said it, they'll tell them to table that, and we'll talk about it at its highest appearance on the list. We each also have some number of bubble movies, which are essentially honorable mentions, that just didn't quite make the cut. We'll talk about those at the end. And then the madness round will be, you know, explained when the madness round happens. Let's not overload everything. And let's get into Corey's number five Olympics movie. Whenever he's ready. I picked the, I, I picked yeah. that terrible time to take a sip, boys. No, it's totally fine. Magic of editing. <laughs> uh, my number five Olympic movie is Cool Runnings. That's my number five. We're gonna nice. we're okay. gonna table that. Nice. All right. So yeah. Matt, you're number five. Uh, my number five. Was originally at number three, Ooh. but it's not anymore. 
because they don't mention the word Olympics a single time, and that is Blade's Table. Table. Okay. Uh, that Fair. leads me to my number four, I think, right? Because my number yep. five was also cool running, yeah. so yep. Uh, my number four is what was just tabled and potentially may be tabled again, Blades of Glory. And it's going to be tabled again. Wild. Wild. We have not spoken about a movie yet. This is going to be a short episode. We'll see what happens. Sure we got to flesh them out later. <laughs> All right, my number four. Maybe made your list, maybe didn't. It's I That's my number four. Table. Wow. Yeah, eventually okay. we'll talk about a movie. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Corey, you're number three. <laughs> do, we, do we all have the same list? We might list? have the exact same list, just in different I, orders. I, I would not doubt this at all. <laughs> I'm surprised. All right. There's not okay. a lot of Olympic movies. Uh, my number my number three, and um, I this was, I was positive I was going to hear the word table when I said this. Uh, so I'm still positive I'm going to hear the word table at this rate. Richard Jewell. Did not think of that one, but bubbled okay. for me. Now, I uh, I'm just confused of what one of you might be leaving out. But okay, all right. Richard Jewell barely qualifies. It, it Corey, most but, uh, assured it's a very it does. good movie. Originally, I had it down below Blades of Glory for that very reason. I had it at four when I first made the list because it barely qualifies. But it is a very, very good movie. So I was like, I, I had a hard time putting it uh, uh, like lower than Blades of Glory. Like, and, and you're right, Blades of Glory doesn't even actually say the word Olympics technically. So, no, I don't think they got yeah. the rights in Blades of Glory, but we'll we talk will. About we will. That. But yeah, um, Richard Jewell is the story of the man that they uh, accused of being the bomber of the Atlanta, at the Atlanta Olympics. Um, the movie itself is captivating. The cast is phenomenal. Uh, Kathy Bates, Sam Rockwell do, well, what they do best, and that's turn out amazing performances. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's it's absolutely worth your time. It's surprisingly captivating considering how much of a non-story it turned out to be, I guess, in a lot of ways. Like, it was a huge story. I mean, it was a huge story, Oh, it was a big, big, big... Yeah, story. but I mean, yeah. I guess... My point being that, like... It it shouldn't... Like, there are other things that were happening around the time that probably were bigger stories, and this took a lot of the headlines. So for the fact that this got its own movie, and it turned out to be as good as it was, I was, I was pretty impressed with it. I mean, again, performances alone make this movie worth watching. With the story itself, it's not only was he accused of being the bomber at Olympic Park in 96, he saved everybody, right? He, so that made him a suspect, and there was no substantiated evidence, and the, it became sensationalized by the media. So he, he was guilty in the court of public opinion because the press said, oh, this guy has to be guilty. So it's really just a battle between him and the media and trying yeah. to get his name clear. Well... And clearing a person's name doesn't make nearly much headlines of, like, this guy's the bomber. Yeah, it's also, so it's also it's harder to clear someone's name once everyone sets in on them. Because it's a lot... Exactly. Yeah. Duke Lacrosse, perfect example of this. Fun fact. Uh, I was at the Atlanta Olympics, and I was in the park where the bomb was found the day before. 
Oh damn. So I'm glad I didn't. We didn't end up going the next day. <laughs> yeah, right. That was wild. The reason it bubbled for me though is like if you just take out Olympics and put like Woodstock in there or any other festival, it's essentially yeah. the same story. The Olympic aspect doesn't add anything to it. Doesn't. I, I agree. Point. I agree. And again, that's probably one of the reasons that it. You you could make an argument that it's probably one of the better movies on the list, but. It, because the Olympics play such a minor role in the story itself, you just it, it it gets knocked down that low because of that. Yeah, it's really good though. Like I I enjoyed the movie a lot. I think Matt, you and I saw this together, right? I think did so we? in theaters. Yeah, I believe you guys did. I believe Maybe. it was one of the one of the okay. trips. One I was of our A A list days. Yeah, one of the days yeah. I wasn't able to make it out. Uh, Clint Eastwood directed. Include that in there. I like Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. He He's famous job. for the one take. <laughs> one taken out. <laughs> Wrap up by lunch. <laughs> I'm convinced that, uh, what's his, well, actually, we'll, we'll talk about this more later, but, uh, what's the guy who plays Richard Jewell? I can't remember his name. Uh, it's a free yeah, yeah. I can't. Something Hauser? Doogie. Hauser, I think, is his last name. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah. I'm convinced yeah, that he plays right. just the same person in everything, as we'll talk about later. He's just... He yes. doesn't have a lot of range. He's not that I've man. seen. Sting, Stingray is the best character he's character. played. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched Cobra Kai out there, what are you doing? Even I finished it, and I uh, took forever. Watch Cobra Kai. Can't wait for that to it's come so back. good. Amazing it's so show. good. The end of season three is amazing. It's everything I wanted in the world. I didn't realize this guy was in uh, Black Klansman. I guess he... I'm assuming he plays a Klansman. Yeah, he's one of the... He's the doofy yeah. Klansman. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He's a doofy Definitely. dude. He's been on Schmodown a couple of times. Oh, cool. Too. That's cool. Yeah. Did he do well? Apparently this guy... I... I tend to not watch those. Like oh, okay. the Kevin Smith ones gotcha. I don't like either. Yeah. Fair enough. What are you going to say, Corey? Too big. Uh, I don't remember. Nothing Nothing important. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a med- I was gonna make a joke about how he's from Mitch's old stomping grounds because he's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where Mitch used to be. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for listening, bud. Love you, buddy. <laughs> if you are one of the 12 people that listen to us, you can get a personalized shout-out, too. Tweet at us at Five Movie Madness. It's true. Corey, I figured out what movie you're leaving off your list, but we're gonna we're gonna have some discussion here. Yeah, I assume so. Like I said, I think I think there's there's two movies that are surprising that you're leaving, and off. they're probably both yeah. of my bubbles. Okay. I'm trying to. I know 100 what one of the movies remaining for Corey is. I'm trying to figure out. Which one of, I assume, two didn't make his list. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, that was Corey, your number three? That was my number three. Matt, what's your number three? Cool Runnings. Okay, let's talk about that's it. That's high. I mean, I'm happy about it, but that's that's high on the list, bud. It's a classic. It is. It is a classic. I loved it as a kid. Um, Another movie on my list also centers around the 1990, 1988 Olympics yeah, in Calgary. 
and it's the most unique Olympics of all time, forcing an Olympic rule change, which is kind of crazy, that you actually have to kind of be good to be in the Olympics. Um, because this movie sensationalizes a failure, and I find that really intriguing. Because, yes, they participated, and yes, it was great, but they were terrible. They they, they crashed. Well, they were really almost... good. They were on pace to be, no. like, well, in the movie. In the they... movie. In the mo- in the movie, yeah, but not in real sure. life. That's why I say it's just it's well, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. That I <laughs> yes. agree with. Uh-huh. I thought you were talking about in the movie. Yes. I'm like, no, they would have succeeded spectacularly if they'd been able to finish. Well, probably. I watched it. I watched it today. So they had they crashed on their third run. Their first run, they finished in like 34th. Their yeah, they were dead run, last. They finished in, yeah, second run, they finished yep. in eighth. So I'm assuming it's a combination of your times for all okay, three so runs then. to determine, like, so like they had a sh- outside shot at bronze, I guess, if they had the fastest yeah. time, and I guess they were on pace for that until the sled broke, but like that's the sensationalized part. The sled didn't break; they just kind of <laughs> crashed. Like, it's, oh well, it's, yeah, it's definitely more. It, it helps <laughs> if the sled breaks and it's not their fault for the movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jamaica continued to compete for the next few Winter Olympics, so that was a. Uh, that, that, that yeah, that's cool. cool and um also the it's it's funny i every time like these days i see a movie with john candy and it takes me at, like by surprise so i forgot he was yeah. in it oh that was like the one of the Please few things coach. i remember that and i remember i remembered senka you dead those are the only things i remembered from senka, the movie because <laughs> i rewa- <laughs> i haven't seen it in, i think i saw Ages. it in theaters originally I, I haven't seen this since i was a kid I, it was it is it ninety four this came out? Sounds right. I want to say ninety three. Close enough. In in that been a while. In that in that time span for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it because it was a John Candy movie. I loved John Candy as a kid. Loved his movies as a kid. So I was like, ooh, a John Candy movie, let's watch it. And it it, it it's fu- it's fun, it's funny. Yeah, I it's it's a solid, solid movie. The, the premise of let's take athletes in one sport and throw them in another sport is this is kind of intriguing to me as sprinters well. make the best bobsledders right <laughs> trying to prove a point i love that one line too like three of these four guys run the 100 meters in less than 10 seconds that's and, lightning he's like yeah but could, could lightning yeah. run on ice <laughs> and then there's sanka <laughs> yeah He's a seven-time winner of the pushcart derby. It's funny because he he like he recruit recruited him because he's a good driver, and then he ends up not driving, so he's just a guy who runs normal speed in a bobsled. Good for him. But the the pushcart derby is like the reason for Jamaica being in the Olympics to begin with. It was um, the Olympic Committee for Jamaica wanted to. Um, compete in the winter olympics and they wanted to start with one sport at a time and and they were happened to there was a push cart derby in the area and that's where they got the idea for the bobsled you mean so there wasn't it, so. a qualifier for the 100 meter dash and then three of them no. tripped uh-uh. and <laughs> no no no, no. all that you brenner hates junior yeah. oh i feel betrayed <laughs> but there's what there's also other aspects like um one of their the guys on the original four there was a four man team and a two man team. They don't two man talk Bob's about the two line. man. Huh. Yeah, that's that's a that's a uh, that's an. Is event. it called but, something um, different? One of the, the two sled. No, okay. it's two man two man bobsled. Oh, there's, there's the losers, losers is the one. Yep, that's right. Yeah, right. 
Um, one of the guys hurt his shoulder, and he couldn't compete. So instead of just like not running, they took the guy's brother who had like zero training and just threw him in there. It's probably another reason why they almost oh like God. died. <laughs> Wait, in the in the four person? In, in, oh. Yeah. All right. In the I thought you were event, talking about the, the two-person one. Shoulder. No, no. Well, the two-persons, that's two guys from the four-man team. I guess you're two best guys. You should have split them two and two. Double the shots of winning. <laughs> but back to the <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I like it a lot. It's good pace. It's quick. It is really um, quick. Yeah. I watched, was watching it. I was it's, like, I'm 45 minutes in already. <laughs> it's weird, too, that it goes from like a... I think like the one of the poignant scenes is when our main character asks John Candy why he why he did it, why he cheated in his like Olympics like 18 years prior, and uh, he gives that answer. I checked the runtime. I'm like, wow, there's eight minutes left. <laughs> like yeah, I feel yeah. like there should be a lot more like coming on after that like revelation. Yeah, that there. feels like but, a like a mid act three, not an almost end of act three thing. Yeah, pretty much right at the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. And one crazy thing too is you can I watched their actual run where they crashed, and I'm not sure if Disney just used that footage. It's spot on accurate, like how everything looked, the way their heads are like kind of hitting the track. And there's that one scene where it like comes to a stop, and you see all their necks are like mm-hmm. crooked. That's like picture perfect, exactly how it happened. So they get the crash exactly okay, right. Okay, so how they did, there, they did kind of flip. Up. I guess that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hmm. But yeah, cool runnings. Surprising hit. I did not yeah. expect to watch no. to like it nearly as much on the rewatch, but I, I, I remember it now, and I, it's good. All the jokes hit, and like that era of sports movie, the kids' sports movies, like they were they're hitting home runs like left and right. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks came out around that time. Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, Major League, Sandlot, all Little Giants, it's a Lost Art, all in that. What happened? Yeah. What happened to the kids' yeah, sports movie? I don't know. Although they're adults in this. It's true, yeah, but it's, it's like a movie, movie gets, yeah, yeah. gets, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right, sure, you right. Sure. All right, that's my number three. Okay. My number three. We finally get to talk about it. Blades of Glory. Let's go. There it is. This movie's amazing. It's not amazing, like, quality-wise, but it's so funny. Yes. Yeah. It, it was even funnier than I remembered it being. I, I was, I, I said this, I like, I, I read, I read my list to, to the wife before I came up here and she heard me finish the words glory. And she's like, nope, nope. I'm out. Don't want to hear the rest of your list. It's void. No. I was like, what are you talking about? She hates this movie. And I'm like, I don't understand why it's a fun time. It's so funny. You're not. Pam, don't, let me, don't, put her on. Let me talk yeah, to her. Pam, come here. <laughs> like, you can't take it seriously. You just have to turn it on and just be expecting a dumb, funny movie. And that's all I wanted out of it. And when I watched it this week, it's all I got out of it. And I was like, yes, it deserves to be on my list. The jokes are written so well. They are. Will Ferrell Will is Ferrell, so good. Will Ferrell's character. Yes. Yeah. Chaz Michael Michaels. John Heater, a little annoying. A little yeah. bit. I don't He's like the bratty. Yeah, this that, that's a little off-putting, but Will Ferrell's one-liners are just like incredible, and they're like blink if yeah, you yeah. like it's it, they're so quick. The night is a very dark blink time for me. It. The night's yeah, dark for everyone, dark idiot. For everyone. <laughs> Nobody knows what it means. It's provocative. 
Gets the people going. He's an ice devouring sex tornado. <laughs> that was almost my intro, and I was like, tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. I know. <laughs> uh, when he's talking about the verticoli. The verticoli. And then, like, J- John Heater's like, how much torque? He's like, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Could not possibly love a human baby more than I love this brush. Help yourself to the main tail all you want, but do not touch the verticoli. Which makes an appearance at one scene at the end, but never comes into play as a major. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> Chekhov's brush didn't really <laughs> exactly on that really one. out. He should have used it to help himself escape. That would have been good writing. <laughs> That's it. So if, if you're unfamiliar, it's Will Ferrell and John Heater as dueling ice skaters in the Winter World Sport Game. No, World Winter Sport Games. Which is simply yes, the Olympics because they couldn't the say Olympics. Yes. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, it's a theme that I've noticed in, in these Olympic movies. The Olympic people, mm, not not the coolest. Yeah. But we'll talk about that. that. It's a really, it's, God, it's so funny. Will Arnett and uh, Amy Poehler forgot they yes. were, well, didn't forget they were in it, but. Strong's uh, and Fairchild. <laughs> unsung strong roles in this. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Yep. Craig T. Nelson as the coach, Craig man. Craig T. Nelson and Romany Melko. I forgot he was in this movie. Right. As a choreographer. Yes. I swear to God, if you cut my head off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm... Oh, my nutsack. Hey, man. I don't like you actually use this thing. <laughs> when he's cutting, all, when he, he, he keeps cutting the head off the dummy, it's just littered yes. with blonde-haired heads, and he's like, I'm yep. getting close. <laughs> Rob Cordray's in this he also. Is. I forgot about that. I'd yeah. fire you if it weren't so goddamn beautiful out there. <laughs> Thrown up in the suit. <laughs> We've been skating together hey, for when two he's years. Talking... <laughs> when he's talking about his tattoos, oh, and yeah. at the end he goes, how about you? You have any ink? Oh, I got my face painted at the Blueberry Fair once. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in love with the enemy. Katie Von Waldenberg. Excellent choice, my man. Let's call her. Let's call her up. <laughs> that phone call is one of the most awkward scenes yes. in the movie. I guess I know it was written that way, but oh man. <laughs> Squathos are hard. Real hard. <laughs> Eight o'clock, perfect. Plenty of time for me to get my jugs wet. <laughs> <sighs> Good stuff, man. Yeah. Funny movie, don't mention Olympics at all. Well, it, and has it's, it's the Olympics. It. It, it is so, the Olympics. Yeah. They just can't say the Olympics. Yeah, they can't I say the felt, word. Sure. Based on technicality, the, what they're portraying is the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, had to make my One list. thing about this, too, was like, I was wondering how the scoring worked. Like, it's everything out of six. But then when they showed the graphic of, like, the, like the totals for mm-hmm. everybody, they're four points behind Strands and Fairchild. And then Strands and Fairchild's routine is almost perfect. It's a 6.0 and two 5.9s. But then they pull off the Iron Lotus, and it's like, okay, they win. Yeah. <laughs> it's never been done before. <laughs> Bonus points. 6.5s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it, in the movie's defense, I, like, I, watch, I watch the Olympics a lot. Like, when, whenever there's an, like, an Olympic year, I watch... As much Olympics as I can. Winner. So I, I love the Olympics. And whenever I watch diving or figure skating or any of these where there's like gymnastics is the same way where there's like 
scoring out of like six or whatever. I, I have no idea how these things are scored. Like the people, like whoever's commentating tries to explain it and I'm still bewildered. I will never understand it. So like I let it go. Well, I don't, like, I, I don't know how, no, it's just like their math is wrong. Yeah, that's, no, that's I get saying. it. The end of, the the individual scoring, I don't know like how what they take points off for. I'm, I'm way I'm with you right there. But like if you're down by four and the other team has a near perfect routine, it's like you mathematically can't possibly catch up. So it's like I don't make it like neck and neck or make them like point two behind or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, you, no, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those damn five point eight. <laughs> Hope that one five point eight doesn't kill us, William Fickner. <laughs> I bought you a gold medal. Half a gold medal. You're fired. (laughs) I'm unadopting you. Well, legally, I'm disowning you. Disowning you. you. Oh, and uh, what's his name? Nick Swartzen. Oh, Oh, yeah. What I didn't realize, what I didn't realize, or didn't remember, is that the the mid-credit scene... Or the while the credits are rolling scene that he has where he's playing with the dolls. I don't remember ever watching that. I think I saw it in theaters, and I I don't think I've seen it since. <laughs> His impression of uh, Chaz Michael Michaels is incredible. I will. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm still going to kill you one day. Uh, <laughs> I want to wear a gold medal naked. <laughs> Ah, Let's play the gory. If you like comedy, I highly recommend you check it out. Olympics or not, well worth the watch. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless you hate Will Ferrell, and then maybe stay away from this because he's very Will Ferrell in it. Yes, he is. Yes. All right, that's number threes. Number threes are done. Let's move on to the silver medals, if we will. <laughs> Corey. Uh, my number two is Itania. All right. Okay. We can talk about it. Yes, we can. Uh, I watched this. This was one of those ones where I had watched it, but I guess I really wasn't paying attention to it as well as I should have when I watched it the first time around. So my first honest-to-God watch of it was earlier this week. And I was kind of taken aback by how how much I liked it. I knew I, I had liked it originally, but again, I wasn't really paying attention to it. So I was like, oh, it's good. But when I watched it this time around, for whatever reason, it just, like, struck a chord. And I was like, god damn, like, this is great. I, I might just be a fan of Margot Robbie. Like, at this point, like, I, I it might just be her, like... I mean, she's she, very good. She is very good. Yes, she is. And I think when I when I went into it the first time, I was just like, oh, she's, she's playing Tanya Harding. She's just gonna... She's just gonna pull out Harley Quinn and that that's that. And she does that to an extent. Like, there, there, you can definitely yeah, she, see... Yeah, she doesn't not do that. Yeah, it's not that she doesn't not do it, but there's enough meat in the character and meat in the story for her to differentiate those two characters. And most importantly, like, the movie does have a, an interesting outlook on, like, what trauma these Olympic athletes go through, right? Where it's like... Sorry, I just got Charlie Horse and I couldn't. I lost my train of thought. Shit. It's okay. Put weight on it. Put weight on it. Ah, stretching it out. I'm okay. The trauma. Can you continue? Yeah. So the trauma that these guys go through, um, really calls into question who the villain is, right? Like when you when you hear the story from like a surface level, 
she is the bad guy. And it's not that she isn't one of the villains, but like there's more to that. There's more to that story. You know what I mean? And I think that that's one of the things I really appreciate, especially on this second go through on this movie. Yeah, it's one of those like more unreliable stories because everyone has their their side in it, and it's got these the weird uh, the break in the fourth wall moments. Like it reminded me Love a lot that. of a lot of Vice. Yeah, I don't think it's the same guy. I don't think Adam McKay did this one. Is that his name? I can look it up. <sighs> That's my favorite aspect of the movie. Those are breaking the fourth wall moments. Yeah, no, those are those are good. It just it, it reminded me of that. Craig Gillespie. Craig Gillespie is the, dir- is the director. Never heard of him. Same. <laughs> but he did this movie, and that's pretty good. Um, For the incident Tanya Harding's known for, when like they said they were making a movie called I, Tanya, and I saw the trailer, I'm like, they're, how are they going to make a whole movie about that, just one thing? But the fact that's about her whole life, never knew her background, her childhood, and all that, and how it's like... Uh, the, the figure skating community is very much a class system where, like, the wealthier kids generally have, like, more success. And Imagine that. She, Shocking. She, she got by on talent alone. I mean, um, yeah, that triple which, which is great. Yep. And she just didn't have the, uh, the, the, the polish or the p- panache they were looking for in, like, the, in, like a people's champion, right? Because when you look at sports like that that are judged, like – it's it's really a lot subjective. Of bias. Who, There's so much bias. Who the winners, yes. Yeah. So it's um, it's like for for her to even succeed at like some level, because like looking at her in real life, just from like like a look standpoint, Nancy Kerrigan has like the look. That's like who people want to get behind, and like Tanya Harding, not so much. So it's the the, the movie taking on that aspect was. Uh, was 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 very good and um Allison Janney's portrayal as her mother. I think she won the Oscar for this. She does a great yeah, she job did. too. Yeah, yeah. You hate Oh her. my god, she's yes. Such she's a awful. Bitch. Yeah. And that, I mean and, and that's exactly it, right? Like that goes back to my point. Like it, watching it, in my opinion, she's the bad like she is clear cut the bad guy in this. It, in so many fundamental ways for me. It oh god, I hated her. I hate You're, you're not her. wrong. I hate her. She she's the reason that Tanya has most of her bad qualities in the movie. Yep. I also love the scene where uh, the the two idiots that they hire to do to uh, Derek and Shane, Nancy, how they park into a spot at the rink and then like move the car like eighteen times or something. <laughs> They move the car like, every fifteen minutes <laughs> to appear not suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> Oh, Bobby Cannavale is the hard copy guy who has no real reason to be in the movie. His scenes are great. Yeah. All set to the song Gloria, which gets stuck in your head after watching yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Should call this a top five Winter Olympic movies, by the way. Yeah, looks like. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Who makes movies about Summer Olympics? This is running really, right? I think I... Yeah. Oh, shit. Did you forget a movie that I had a feeling think you I, might I have? I think I'm, I'm, I'm realizing what Matt was talking about is like a movie that... Yeah. A clear, like, right over my head. We're going to talk about it in a couple yep. seconds. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Oh, Roger that. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> 
Uh, my number two, Joe, you might have a table, but uh, Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, table. Okay. Gotcha. Bubbled. Fair enough. Okay. Well, let's let's uh let's rip this bandaid off. Let's keep moving on, cause table me number my number two is miracle. Table. Yeah, table. Okay. <laughs> so no one Til- had the other movie, which is my bubble. Now. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Joe, we had the same five. Yes, we did. Unsurprisingly. Yep. Corey, we four yep, out of five. Yep. Yep. I and I kind of I kind of suspected that going into it. Okay. Richard mm-hmm. Jewell threw a curveball. Yeah. It was. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. When I was, that was the one I was. I was batting back and forth. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be a little different today. Try to try to give a little. Diff- you a little different. You don't. Never happened before. Never happens before. Shocking. Never happens. <laughs> All right. Well, we did just table my number two. However, it's gonna be Corey's number one, and Matt's number one. So let's just. We're, we're here. Tell me about miracle. We're here to talk about miracle. Boys. I would say this is arguably a movie about the greatest moment in sports history. U.S. sports history for certain. U.S. sports history for certain. Like, if you look at the history of U.S., like, it is probably going to, like, and I think part of that is because it was, it, it was an Olympic event, right? Right. So, like, most great moments in sports history are regional, right? When the Islanders win the cup, that's a regional thing. When the flyer or the Eagles won the Super Bowl, that was a regional thing, right? I could say that the Philly special is the greatest moment in sports history all day long, but it's not because only people that are diehard Eagles fans felt that moment. The miracle on ice, like the whole world felt that. And it's certainly like our well, greatest the, moment. The country felt that. The our, the two countries involved. Let's let's yes. say China doesn't give a shit about the no. miracle on ice. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't think they say. care who won that one. <laughs> I guess not. I don't know that. Like <laughs> nobody thought that shit was gonna happen. No, it's a big. It's a great upset. You're you're right. It's the greatest moment in U.S. sports history, yeah. bar none. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know what number two would be. That's like that's that's what it comes down. It's to. true. It's a maybe, it's a distant maybe, second. Maybe a golf moment because nobody really has like a stake to like. There's not like a sect of like uh, Arnold Palmer like loyalists out there. That's and, a good drink. And, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's an amazing drink. Well, anyway, lots of loyalists to the Arnold Palmer, I think. <laughs> Back to miracles. But that being said, to take such a. a a famous moment in American history and do a movie this well, it is pretty special. Like the first time I watched miracle forever ago, I I walked into it. was like, I'm going to be very excited to watch this. It's about hockey. It's about the miracle. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I got to the end of that movie. It was like, I could rewatch this right now. It is. It is an incredibly well done movie. It hits all the right beats that you want out of like an inspirational sports movie. It's, this movie sings, man. Kurt Russell's like unbelievable in this. I mean, I would argue it doesn't sing, but I'm going to be preaching or my complaints are going to fall on deaf ears here. This, it's it's go ahead. It 
hits the inspirational aspect for sure because like this actually happened there's no hollywood in this like what you see is what you get this movie's scarily accurate yeah. they've made several documentaries they've made a tv movie they, there's there's other variations of this like it hits all the major beats because it actually happened like when you say hollywood would, would reject this script because it's like too perfect well you know what <laughs> everything happened the way the team was selected, the, the Herb Brooks's coaching style, how like he made he became the villain because they were all fighting each other. They're all college kids. They're amateurs. They're going up a professional team in in the Russians. It's the last gold medal the U.S. has ever won in hockey, and now we use actual NHL players in the Olympics. So that's kind of surprising, right? And that's why we don't win. Plot twist. <laughs> Part of it. Well, <laughs> the Soviets wound up winning the next two gold medals in the in hockey and then they disbanded then it was like the russian federation started winning canada has won a number of times, times yeah. Time since yeah. um but but yeah for it, it from a movie standpoint like you got michael urizioni almost cut from the team becomes captain scores a game-winning goal and against the russians and they could have done the little hollywood thing and made it like that the gold medal game, which it wasn't in, in real life, which is like kind of crazy too. Like, I, could you imagine could beating you, the Soviets and then and losing? Then losing, yeah. yeah. And they were trailing heading into the third they period were, yeah. in, into that yeah. game. I, that was always trailing against Finland. I, I I tried to do as much research as I could, and I'm just out of practice on researching things about this type of stuff for whatever reason. But that is the only thing that happens in this movie that I'm that it, it seems unbelievable. Like what? What guy almost gets cut and then goes on to become the captain? Like that didn't, like that didn't track for me. But you, but I also know that the movie is ridiculously accurate, and like most of the stuff is what happened. So like the thought process there, and I mean that's just Herb Brooks. He was yeah. clearly a wild card as far as coaching was concerned. It's such a razor thin line between the six people he cuts and the 20 that he keeps like mm -hmm. he picked them he handpicked them on purpose yeah. so not looking for the best players yeah. looking for their right the players. best team the best team yes best team hockey and your best player doesn't always necessarily have to be your captain no that's not how it works in hockey you want, you want a leader exactly. yeah yeah and Urizioni was like the uniter between like the two groups of players the ones from boston and the ones from minnesota so very good ken morrow's on that team left it's funny because that was 1980 that took place ken morrow left the olympic team after the olympics wrapped up went to the islanders won four stanley cups in a row not what bad. a hockey career yeah not bad. gold medal four cups in a row it's wild <laughs> the highest honor followed by the highest second honor highest honor <laughs> for yeah right I, amazing dynasty the 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 rest of that team didn't have spectacular nhl careers though did they no, nobody really nobody had a spectacular did, right? NHL career. Outside of, um, well, outside of Ken Morrow. Well, he won championships. He wasn't like a star player of the No, United yeah, States. I get it, but he happened to be on. Uh, he got four cups. Yeah, man. It's pretty good. Uh, Jim Craig didn't really do that well at the pro level. Who, Her according to this became... movie, is like the best goaltender I've ever seen. Well, yeah, you know, it's goaltending and hockey back then was vastly different. Sure. The score scoring was a lot higher back then because goalies didn't do the butterfly style mm -hmm. and their pads were like tiny compared to like what they are today. So um very important but it's they were smaller guys that were like really agile compared to like what we have yeah. now. You just had um, to block so many shots. Like so oh, yeah. many. 
<laughs> the Russians were such a big and they powerful were relentless. team. Yeah. Joe, what don't you like about this movie? All right. So the two main things I have about this movie, obviously, I think this movie is really good. It's my number two. And even sure. if there had been more than like six Olympic movies I'd have enjoyed, this would still be high on my list. So I don't often say this, but I feel like this movie could benefit from like an extra half hour because I don't get to know any of the kids and it's hard for me to tell apart that many medium white kids with like medium length hair. Like I have no idea who any of them are. I'm like, this is, which one's Rizzo? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Rizzo's the only one I, uh, I've ever been able to, to, to remember. The only, the only one I could identify was O'Callaghan because he was very Boston. Oh yeah. Good point. And he's yeah. in a lot of scenes. And obviously oh, for Craig... For, yes, skaters. Goalie, you can yeah, know yeah. who the goalie is. Mark Johnson I could identify with. Because, uh, not identify with. I just identify yeah, on yeah. the ice because number 10 played center. Sure. Um, yeah, you, you guys also know more about hockey and have researched this team more than I have. But yeah. to a casual observer, couldn't tell the kids apart. I guess that's my two combined. And so I would have liked to see... Like, take some time off of the scene where they're skating in the dark... And add some development to some of the kids so I can tell them apart. That would be like my note. I'm just going to say as far as adding development to the kids, they do make it a point and it's quoted in the movie that the name on the front of the jersey is more important than the name on the, on the back. Oh, I guess so that. maybe that was done by design. It could be. Where it's like, you're this is Team USA. It does not matter who they are. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. It's very much, they're playing very much a team style of game. So Just in a team sports movie, I like to be able to tell the, the players apart okay that's that's, that's just fair. that's just a personal thing for me I did, mm -hmm. you could be 100 percent right that's why they did that that would make perfect sense that fits the narrative of the movie and herb brooks herb brooks kind of a jerk he's like a weird robot man yeah uh, you know what it's like the he was a very successful coach at the college level made that olympic team very special and then like could not adapt that style to the pros. I guess when like you're college athletes and they have no power, no say, not making a lot of money, you or not making any money back then, right? You can uh, you can intimidate them a yeah. little bit more psychologically so, uh, with that test yeah. and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Was that the point of the test to see if someone would stand up to him and not take it, or was that just? I mean, I know you guys don't know. You're not her Brooks. Well, they say in the movie. He gave them all the tests to see if they would take it, to see if he could push them that hard. And I guess when Jim Craig didn't take it, he just wanted to know why. And like, I think he was just trying to fire up his goalie and like in, in, that, in that sort of sense yeah. there. Because at the but, end, he's like, show me the Craig who wouldn't take the test. Yeah. And I was like, he, he, it's not like he rejected that test with conviction. He's just like, no, I don't really feel like doing it, man. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't see the point. But like, I guess if, like, I don't know, there's a McClanahan, McClanahan, or let's McClanahan. say Kenny Mora. Let's say Mc Kenny Mora is like, I'm not mm -hmm. taking your test. Yeah, Why? Yeah. I just don't feel like it. It's stupid. All right, Kenny, you're off the team. Like I, that, that could have been like yeah, a, yeah. a thing also, you know? Because a lot of those players have like pro contracts waiting for them. So like they, they could have True. chosen like not to participate in Olympics yeah, yeah. and just go. Like they make that one throwaway line. It was actually a real player. I just forgot the name that they said. Like, how come this guy isn't down there? Oh, $30,000 from the Rangers or something like that. Yeah, so like, that's oh, right. Okay. Yeah, he got a $30,000 signing bonus. I will say one of my uh, favorite scenes in the movie is when he calls out McClanahan, like when he fires him up because he has a bruise. He, he makes sure he asks the doctor first. Leg. 
Yeah, yes. he's, he has to dock first, and he's just like, can he hurt it worse by playing on it? No. Well, yep. then... <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, then I'm going to fire him up and get him in the game. And then as he's leaving the locker room, he says to the assistant coach, that'll get him going. He's like, yep, I'll clean up. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I feel like I know him from another movie, and I can't place uh, him. He's in um, The Truman Show. Oh, the best friend? Yep. The best friend actor? Yes. Spoilers if you haven't seen Truman Show, I'm sorry. And he's also in, um, I don't know if you've seen Warrior with Tom Hardy, the uh, MMA movie. He has a very small role in that. He's a that guy, for certain. That's what I figured. Trying to look him up. I'm trying, I thought he was in, I thought I saw, I thought I remember seeing him in something else. I must be thinking of He's Craig Patrick in the movie, Noah Emmerich. He's in Space Team? Or the... The show with Steve Carell, Space Force. He's apparently in that. That's weird. <laughs> That's great. I. But yeah, man. Oh, go go ahead, Corey. Sorry. Um, one of the one of, I. One of the most brilliant touches that they do to this movie, in my opinion, is using. And I'm pretty sure they use Al Michael to do the commentary for the for the Russia game, right? Yes, I think it's they, his actual commentary, isn't it? No, no, it's it, the last. The last. The call last is. call is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they they mm-hmm. they bring on Al Michaels like currently to do the commentary for the game, and then they switch to him back in 1980, and it's like I that moment. It's such a brilliant touch because it's so subtle, and like you got you got to be listening for it a little bit, but it's it, and. It was the perfect call. Like it was such like you couldn't recreate that moment. So just like pulling that audio and dropping it in in that moment was, I it probably want to like I get goosebumps every time it, it like I hear it. It's such such a, a great call. Yeah. It's, do you believe in miracles? And like, I don't even know what the, like the sports equivalent to that upset would be today. Like I it, it floors me. I I can't think of one. Like it it's 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 the greatest one by far. Like nothing even comes close. Yeah. Easily. Like if you look at like a, the Giants being the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they both were in the Super Bowl. So one of them has to win, one of them has to lose like in that in that so to sp- uh, that sort of sense. I get that in hockey in that head-to-head format, one of them has to win, one of them has to lose, but like the Russians were just such an overwhelming favorite and they just dominated everybody that they played. What about when the like Browns just beat the Steelers in the playoffs? That's pretty close. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy, though. Yeah, Al Michaels getting the call for that game, too, is uh, when they were divvying out assignments, someone had to do hockey, and he was the only one of the broadcasters in the room that knew what offsides and icing was, so they let him call it. <laughs> Good for him. That's how we got the gig. <sighs> Not bad. Yep. Great movie. It is. It might be my favorite Disney movie. I didn't realize it was a Disney movie until I found out on Disney Plus for this. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I think the first time I, I watched it, I saw like the Disney thing come up. I was like, oh, it's a Disney movie? And I was like, alright, fine. I'll I'll suffer through it. Could much- use more swearing. <laughs> but other than that... <laughs> I don't know what my favorite Disney movie is. I'm sure that's the one thing that isn't startlingly accurate. About, I mean, about this movie, 
Oh, the language? The fact that no one swears. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> just, just, locker room was or just hockey chirping place. in general. There's like no chirping in this. Yeah. Hockey players chirp. I don't think chirp at the Olympic level, though. Like, it's a very, like, gentlemanly con- uh, like conduct that's, type deal. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. You're probably right. And if you're chirping a Russian guy, I don't know if he's understanding a thing you're saying. That's true. Good point. <laughs> you have to learn Russian just to chirp at him. <laughs> God, what a good movie. Mm-hmm. Solid. Uh, so, I guess it's time. It's time to reveal the actual best look. <laughs> okay. In my opinion. It, it Honestly, my top three are so close that depending on what mood I'm in, I could stack them in different order. But my number one is Eddie the Eagle. Very good movie. It's so good. <laughs> it just puts me in such a good mood. It, it Obviously, Miracle's very accurate, but this one feels like an accurate movie based on like what I would think would happen if okay like if i were put in this situation as eddie the eagle i feel like this isn't far off from what my experience might be like if i were dedicated you remember pre-show we were talking about gettysburg that movie and i said all right so eddie the eagle i thought of gettysburg with this because i've seen this a couple of times now you guys actually the ones that turned me on to this movie Mm -hmm. and uh you're welcome um Wow. Hugh Jackman's character. I wanted to look him up because I'm like, oh, this guy's really cool. I wanted to see here his actual back. Never existed, man. Like, that was like... That's unfortunate. Oh, it's totally like... Oh, it was terrible. They're like, the director's going, oh, he's a combination of like different guys. Christopher Walken's character also never existed. Because in the movie Gettysburg, Kilrain was like my favorite character, the Irish guy. So like, we actually took a trip to Gettysburg like when I was a kid to like the battlefields and stuff, and we're getting tours of like Little Round Top and everything. And they're like, oh, who's seen the movie? We're like, yeah, you guys know Kill of Rain? Yeah, he's like the best. They're like, yeah, he never existed. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I was kind of bummed to learn that. So then I'm like, okay, I can't look at this in a historical lens. I got to just like enjoy the movie for the movie. Sure, yeah. And it is such an enjoyable movie. It's so it's good. such a ride. It's such an emotional journey because, like, you really feel for Eddie. By the way, Taron Egerton, amazing. Like he ha- captured that dude's mannerisms. When you see the photos of oh, him yeah. from the end, uh-huh. he looks just like him. He does the same thing with his mouth. Like he nails it. He's really good at playing actual people. Um, from yes. yeah. the costume design too, like. Getting this facial hair, like, totally accurate, too, like, at certain points yeah. of his life. Because I thought it was, like, very sloppily done. But then, like, you look at pictures of this guy, like, no, nah, no, nah, they were, like... No, that was his mustache. That's that it. was what yeah. he had. To the, yeah, that's but what he brought to the Olympics. With, like, the patchy beard and all that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. What's the story of Eddie the Eagle, Joe, for people who don't know? Eddie the Eagle is a... Well, the movie story, I imagine, is a kid who just always wanted to be in the Olympics... He fails constantly because he's not athletic. He's He's got dodgy knees. He does. He wears a knee brace as a child. And he finally gets it off, and he's all excited, and he keeps failing at events. He goes to be a skier, and he actually has like some reasonable success as a skier, but then he's told he's not Olympic material because the Olympic Committee, once again, like in Latanya, kind of a bunch of high society muckety-mucks, not a mm-hmm. fan. 
a fair point. So and then he wants yeah. to be a ski jumper. He, after giving up, he pulls his thing away, finds ski jumping, and uh, they haven't had one since 1929, and he wasn't great. Exactly. So he, he uses like a loophole almost to, well, if no one else is going out for this, then all I have to do is this and I'm in, because they haven't rewritten the rules in 50-some yep. odd years, right? And they keep trying to change, a la Cool Runnings, they keep trying to change the rules to make it harder for him to get in. Exactly. They're a bunch of jerks. Yes. Although, you can look at it from the other perspective of, this is the Olympics, these are the best athletes in the world, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's good. I can't do that. No, well, that's, alright, so, okay. If you were like a recreational skier and you practiced for a month at like the 70 meters and had like a coach like you have with Hugh Jackman, I think you could, Joe. You're a reasonable well, that, athletic guy. That's that's flattering to hear. But you, I, think I, you, I would tend I think to disagree you could, with you. I think you could qualify and come in last. If you I could definitely come in last. I can definitely do that part. <laughs> you could qualify then come in last. And I don't, I, you could land your jump, right? Because if he doesn't, land his jump but technically Doesn't it's count. like he didn't jump at all yeah so. which is which is absurd the bruises argue otherwise <laughs> <sighs> everything by the book the practice jump counts <laughs> yeah it was an emotional scene yeah like movies like this which i mean obviously it's not 100 percent accurate a la like miracle or cool running is also not 100 percent no. accurate but but you you're if you're familiar with the story, you already know what's going to happen, but the fact that movies like this still build suspense and, like, heartfelt moments. Like, when he's flying through the air at his 90-meter jump, you see everyone's face in slow That's motion. That's great. Outstanding. That's the greatest moment of the yep. movie. Tears every time. It's so good. 300%. The part that gets me the most is when he gets home and um, his dad unzips his oh, jacket yep. and says, uh, I, I met it? his dad. I met his dad, yeah. Yeah. That's great too, and oh, I love the um. It was going to be my opening line because that's this actually happened in real life. Is when the head of the Olympic Committee is addressing the athletes at the end of the games. Oh yeah, he yeah. goes, "You have set world records. You have broken. You have won medals, and some of you have even soared like an eagle." They actually go to Eddie in the crowd in real life, and he was doing his jumping up and down, doing his eagle dance, and the crowd got a big kick out of that. Yeah. The actual footage. Yes, and the argument you can make also is something the announcer says, like when the Olympic Games were first created, they even said it's not about who wins, it's about the struggle and about trying. And that's the, pretty much Eddie personifies that. The downside is, as a team, though, you're trying as best as you can to win a medal, and this guy's getting all the attention for coming in last because he's a goofball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> goofball oh uh, he's a lovable goofball but he's a yeah. goofball <laughs> a little bit i guess <sighs> i was gonna say something and then i lost it was it about bo derrick bo derrick <laughs> <laughs> excellent choice <laughs> that's, that's the oh. weirdest scene in this movie <laughs> absolutely i never needed to see this uh <sighs> I wonder, too, with this movie, from like a filmmaking standpoint, if they ran out of money at the end. Because some of the jumps towards the end don't look as good as Hugh Jackman's jump where he's flicking the cigarette and doing it in slow motion at <laughs> night. Like That's a great scene where he flicks that the is, cigarette. I love the effect and everything. Yeah, yeah. Lands the jump. It's great. And uh, Let's party. 
where's my jacket? <laughs> <laughs> but like later on, it's like, okay, I think we got to wrap this up now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like, they get it. They've seen the ski jumps before. <laughs> How many ski jumps can we really show them? Uh, did you look up his actual jumps on YouTube? You can if you want. They're not I as exciting. Not. No, I'm sure they're not. They're very quick. I like the movie version. <laughs> he's like, eh, and I'm down. But he's really, like, that. that's how, like, this story got notoriety is, uh, like, the crowd would be dead silent when he finished, like, what the hell was that? And then he's, like, jumping up and down and running around like an idiot. And everyone's, like, get, like really jazzed about it. That's kind of how his notoriety, like, took off. So... It's like it's like such an innocent so like he just set a new world record for his country. He doesn't care that he's not going to win the Olympics. <laughs> he he set a world record. No one gets to do that. Now, That's a fair point. From a movie standpoint, I'm not going to say like from real life when Hugh Jackman's like, "Look what you did, man! Four years, you can actually contend. We've made so much progress." Like, I wonder if like that's a better story. Like. Well, he made the right choice because he never qualified again. Like, he tried. He kept In training. In real life, yes. But yeah, I'm yeah. saying from a movie standpoint. Yeah. Oh, he trained long for the, more than three months prior yeah, to, yeah. like, him trying. Like, this was, like, a thing. Like, uh, like a built up. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wonder, like, you know. I guess it defeats the purpose of the movie. But, like, if he just trained. <laughs> just every- cut to four, <laughs> four years later. <laughs> and he's, like, number one in the world. <laughs> Uh, Eddie the actual eagle. <laughs> but it's the good. electric eagle. I feel if this movie was marketed better, it would have done like well. I don't remember it getting a theatrical release at all. Like I, no recollection of this movie coming out. Just uh, I remember seeing a prob- I think internet ads and like maybe commercials for this movie, but I never saw it. I never knew anyone who saw it in theaters. Corey, you get oh, your, the, your phone uh, went off. The power just went on at his house. Yes, that's why we're frozen on him. Oh, well. Um. Oh, is this going to close? It's not. You're the host it's, now. Oh. That, that's what it just said. Joe's is, the host this now. Is, this is too much responsibility. I don't know. How to, oh, God. What do we do now? Like. We can't really end it. It said, keep going, finish up. I trust you guys with the madness. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, oh, I'm going to tell him. Okay, so everyone listening, Corey just lost power. Corey's, Corey's now gone. Thanks, Thunderstorms. So we're going to, he's asked that we go on without him. I'm just going to ask him what his bubble or bubbles were. I'm I assuming guess. he protected Richard Jewell also. For bubble movies. Just ask him what he protected. We'll just. Lock it in if it's. I don't think we're going to veto anybody's choices, Joe, because we have That's so fair. much commonality. So, the only uncommon one is Richard Jewell, based on all of our list. <laughs> Miracles is protect. Okay. Well, right. this is. That's been our top five round. <laughs> we'll talk about bubbles now. Turns out Corey and I have the same bubble, which yeah, is Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher and Richard Jewell bubbled for me. Okay. Yeah. We have the exact same list, except I forgot Richard Jewell would count. The only one other one I considered, I saw online someone counted as an Olympic movie, even though I don't... Munich? Molly's Game. Oh, because yeah. Because she's in the Olympics. No. I, I just really liked that movie, but, but I didn't great. think that fit at all. I yeah. thought of Munich, but, like, again, my, like the same thing with Foxcatcher is, like, 
it's not really about the Olympics, right? It's about the camp I mean, that, that that they were at, yeah. and like they did many different events, and the Olympics was included. It's more about the weird circumstances they were in compared to the actual like sport. Like Vision Quest is a wrestling movie, and that's strictly about like the sport and like beating somebody. Like Fox Factor Time takes the sports out of it. Yeah, it does. It does kind of, but I would argue that the whole point was for him to bring go to the Olympics again. So, like, I I counted it as I just don't like that movie enough to put it in the top five. Like, it's very depressing and weird, dark and depressing for sure. Yeah, yes, I would agree with that. So that's why it bubbled for me. Corey gives no explanation. Good job. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why he would. Let's get into the madness round, which goes as follows we have a wheel that has all of our selections on it which we spin the first five movies to randomly come up we turn into our top five for the show we each have a oh crap Corey can't veto it's fine he's not going to veto anything no it's the same yeah yeah the only one he could possibly veto is eddie the eagle yeah that's the only possible one right i mean but i don't think he would so that's true i don't Mm -hmm. think so either but yeah, so we each get a veto, we each have a protect, so if the movie comes up we don't want it on there, which probably is going to happen this episode, but this is just for explanation, we can veto it, and if no one protected that, if the person whose choice it was didn't protect that movie, then it gets knocked off, otherwise if they protected it, it stays. You can just ignore the fact that I said that now, we're going to start spinning, and we're going to assemble it. our top five list, which is going to be weird because (laughs) all five movies probably made both of our lists yep we almost had the same order if that's just if i kept blades of glory at three yeah if you kept yeah exactly yeah and then we flip flop one and two uh first spin is in it is matt number four which is i tanya that's also my number four (laughs) Corey won't mind that's his two that's his two Next one, we have Joe 2, which is Miracle. All right. right. Miracle made it. Good. We just need one more to definitely make it. Let's see. Next spin, Corey number one, which is Miracle, does not count. Next spin, Corey number two, which is Itania, does not count. (laughs) Exciting stuff. Next spin, Corey's number four, which is Blades of Glory. Hell yeah. All right. We got three. Two to go. Now we can spin some more Blades of Glory. (laughs) (laughs) Joe number one. Yeah. The only one you really care about. The least likely movie to make it outside of Richard Richard Jewell. Jewell, right? Okay. (laughs) One, two, three, four. So we just need cool runnings and we can party here. Let's go. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. If Richard Jewell comes up, I'm probably going to veto it. (laughs) Probably, right? Next up yeah. is Joe number five. Cool Runnings. All right. We did it. We did it. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. All right. Um, okay, well, so our five are... I'll just read my list, and then we'll decide <laughs> order. Yep. Because it's just the easiest way to read the five. Eddie the Eagle, Miracle, Blades of Glory, I, Tanya, and Cool Runnings. Okay. okay. Uh, we can start at five, I think... Cool running should be five. That's a five, five, it's a three. Five, five, three. And I, Tanya okay. is a four, 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 two. So 
Yeah. Okay. What, what about Blades of Glory? I got a, is that a three four five? I think that is a three four five. Technically, a three four five 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 three. Do you th- yeah? Do you think two four four or three four five is higher? I think two four, two, four, 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 four right? is higher. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So cool writing should be five. Blades of Glory four. And then I yeah, tell you three. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah, I, I can live with that. Oh, my my top five made the made the top five. I'm good with it. Exactly. Number four, we have yeah. um, Blaze of Glory. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously Eddie the Eagle at one. Miracle. I'm kidding. <laughs> Miracle should Miracle should be one, and Eddie the Eagle should be two. Funny guy. I'm number not, three. I'm not a is... monster. <laughs> I'm just number three. We had I time. I'm gonna tell okay. Corey we're putting Miracle at four. And I, Matt was okay with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, Matt was fine with it. <laughs> Miracle, Eddie, the Eagle. What are we at, by the way? Time. Uh, like a little over an hour, but I got weird time to cut out when Corey went missing. Where were you when Corey went missing? <laughs> it's ten twenty. Do you know where your Corey is? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably at home. Probably at home. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give us that sweet official top five. Our sweet official top five Olympic <laughs> movies. Number five, Cool Runnings. Number four, Blades of Glory. Number three, I Tanya. Number two, Eddie the Eagle. And number one, Miracle. Top five Winter Olympic movies. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Are there any Summer Olympic movies? There's Is like Foxcatcher a Summer Olympics. Uh, Wrestling's I feel like a, it might be. Wrestling's a winter sport in like high school, but I think it's part of the Summer Olympics. I'm not positive. I feel like it might be both. I don't both know if Olympics? they have games that are both Olympics, but I feel like wrestling has a shot to be both. Let's see. Is wrestling a summer Olympics? Sport? We will ask Dr. Google and find out, because everyone's dying to know out there. It was up into 2013, then the committee dropped the wrestling program. For both? Like, it's not an Olympic sport nope. anymore? Oh. Uh, but it, it? But it's got, it got reinstated or... in 2020, summer. Okay, summer. Okay. Yep, it was yeah, summer. So we, we almost had a summer movie. Yeah, maybe. and then there's, like, Without Limits. Richard Jewell was Summer Olympics. Yeah, but that's not an Olympic movie. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, then there's um, Without Limits, the Steve Prefontaine story. That was one of those weird years where they made two movies about the same thing by two different okay. film companies. So it's Without Limits. I think it's called the Steve Prefontaine story. I'm not sure. Interesting story. He was the U.S. Olympic runner, and he was at the Olympics in Munich that got like shut down for a while because of the terrorist attack. But uh, okay, he went to Oregon University where they um, his coach at Oregon invented Nike, Nike sneakers. That was by that guy. He's always he, saying, "Just do it." He was making it caught uh, on. No, he was making like sneakers with like a waffle iron, so and like uh, yeah, that was like his thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I remember hearing about this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but other than that, I can't really think of any more Olympic movies. Chariots of Fire, that's a summer. Olympic Chariots, movie. yeah, that was like the one I was considering watching that I didn't watch. It's so freaking boring. <laughs> it is, okay, it's well, a, then I'm it's a best picture no winner, loss. and it's a sports movie, mm-hmm. so it should be right up my alley, right? Like, this would be the greatest movie ever. So boring. This has that cool, like, slow motion I'm going to have running. to watch it one day. You, ever, yeah, yeah. That, you know that one I'm talking about, the slow motion running music? 
That's from that movie. So. I love it in old school. Yes. Wish old school was an Olympic movie. <laughs> I mean, could we make the argument? No, we can't. No, no, we can't. That's that's absurd. Uh, All right. Well, that was our top five mad top five round over madness over. We did it. We did it. I guess the only thing to do left is say goodbye. Aww. So, on behalf of Corey, if you want to follow Corey on Twitter, he is at I am City Folk Soul. That's right. The that's that's A M, not the letter M. Right. Uh, follow me at mr underscore Janny. Matt Jansen, host of this podcast, is in my bio. And uh, yeah, talk sports, talk movies, whatever you want. Joe, your Twitter handle, greatest of all time. What is it? <laughs> It's at Juice Clerk, and I barely use Twitter at the moment, so if you want to be one of the few people I chat to on there, hit me up. Yeah, we should tweet like more from the show page. But I agree. That's my bad. That's okay. Speaking of the show Twitter page, it's at 5MovieMadness with the number 5 and also email address. Once again, 5MovieMadness at gmail.com, also with the number 5. Send us some stuff. Send us your top 5 of it any episode we've done before if you want to do this one you want to do a previous one it's all good fun joe do people in your life listen to the show and talk to you about it uh very rarely so people in my life listen to the show and talk to me about it and since that's we're like, awesome we have so many like lists done and like the new show comes out and i'll be honest i download i do not listen because i lived it i don't have sure I, um. <laughs> yeah I, it's fine they you asked, need to see the instrument we play. You saw the touchdowns get thrown. Exactly. They asked me about, like, oh, what you have here? And I don't remember. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, my, my friend gave me her Scarlett Johansson movie list. And I was like, oh, oh, is this the show this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't remember. This was, this was months ago. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I, for, yeah. I forgot we did that episode. <laughs> I, I really did. So maybe you're not living it as well as you think, then. Uh, I mean, it brought it, brought it back, but <laughs> yeah, done a lot of these now. What are we up to, like, 30-something? Uh, yeah, we've recorded somewhere like 25 of okay. them, I think. Getting there. Getting there. How the numbers Respectable look. Respectable backlog. The same. Okay. <laughs> right on. Tell, you, tell your friends, everybody. <laughs> yeah, please do. If not, it's still cool. We'll we'll do it. Any- we'll keep doing the show anyway. It's fun for us. It is fun. We love ranking That's things, it. and we love movies. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, next week, another episode. Who knows what it'll be? It's a mystery. Tune into that. We're reminiscing too much. We should end the we episode should. and then hang yes. out. That's <laughs> right. Oh, we're still recording. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Something about top fives. Some witty comment about top fives. Bye. See ya.